Well, it's Roots Week 14, y'all. Can you believe it? We are almost, or a little over halfway, actually, through our study in Psalm 119 of God's Word. And what a privilege it's been, as I'm sure it has been for y'all, to gather around your couches and your dining room tables and just to talk over His Word. I've heard um, so many stories along this journey of y'all doing just that, and it blesses my heart. Um, My little place is my desk seeing as how I'm not in a roots group uh, particularly but my roots group is me and Jesus which is not a bad not a bad one for sure and my little space is this desk overlooking um, kind of the front of my house and it's a beautiful spring day this morning and I'm just excited to dive in um, with roots week 14 we've actually launched a new roots group that's coming in uh, starting their first week in Macon this week. So we've got groups that are popping up um, and that's the unique thing of the study is you can join the group um, and facilitate and host um, really in any time frame. The scripture isn't going anywhere and this study is just the beginning of um, this Roots Group journey for Establish Her. So we're thrilled to have all of you along for the ride and I can't wait to hear some of your insights and um, just how the living word has been speaking to you through the written word. Um, This week is the famous part of Psalm 119. There's a couple of parts in this whole entire book that are famously quoted and all of us, whether or not we've studied the scripture before, um, know Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Um, But I hope that in particular this time together that you have you don't just fly by that because it's familiar but that you sit in it and let it become fresh again and alive and living to your heart and your soul and so even in my study I I looked up the words that are different for lamp and the the words that are different for light and how why does he use two words that sound similar and yet they're not necessarily interchangeable they are two different meanings and I, I just typically use the Strong's Concordance since it's attached to the back of my Bible when I'm doing a word study, but you can, you can obviously use the internet, you can use you know, Hebrew studies, um, because that's obviously what the original text in the Old Testament was written in, but it's a very unique look if y'all want to take that apart tonight, um, because it's, it's special. The Word of God, every and, the, and but is God-breathed, and I think especially verses like Psalm 105 that are verse 105 that we can be so easily reminded of that we can actually miss the weight of it and the beauty of it. So take time tonight to really talk through um, these verses that are similar and that sound similar and these verses that are familiar because there's there's new life in them. I fully believe that. And um, when when your group gets around this passage in the whatever week number it is for you, um, I just really believe God's going to have a word of, of life and light for you. Um, so for me, in my study, lamp is the idea of, of light in terms of lighting the dark, a flicker, a flame. It actually can, um, so the word of God is a flame to my feet. It sets my feet ablaze. It sets them on fire. It obviously directs them and courses them through life, but it also lights them. Have you ever been in a dark season where you don't know what the next step is and where to go? Well, his word is the first place to go. 
is the first place to start. It will be a lamp to your feet. And then the next one, it's similar, but it's different. It's a light to our path. So it's not just a personal word to you in your feet, but it's, it's a directional word for the future of your path, like what God has for you today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, you know, in your older age. I mean, it's, it's all part of his plan that can be found in the word of God. And he wants it to be full of light. And that, that word there for light is really a luminary. When you think about a luminary, um, you think about it, it's, it's a small light. <laughs> uh, it's not a huge floodlight or a fluorescent light. Thank the Lord. I hate fluorescent lights. But it's a, it's a flickering, ablaze flame that luminates whatever is in front of it. That's the Word of God. It illuminates you. It illuminates the truth. It illuminates the path. It brightens it up so your eyes can see clearly not just what is the will of God, quote-unquote, but what is the character of God, even more importantly, who is He like? What are you? Who are you? All those questions that we wrestle with at some point in our lives that have nothing to do with marriage or career or what you do for a living or how much money you make. It has everything to do with an identity issue. And the Word of God sheds light on that. It, it is a lamp to those questions, to those realities. Um, and so we're just privileged, and I hope y'all know that, to live in the country we do and to be around each other in the homes we're in, digesting the Word of God, having a little flame lit in our heart um, through this study. It's just really, really a blessing. Um, a couple other verses that, that really stop me um, in this passage that I hope y'all digest and take apart as I've given the notes to, to the facilitators is, is verse 111. It says, I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. And when you think about inherited, that's something that David received. It was passed down to him. It's a habit, part of his life for a long time. And yet, at some point, they became, they being the words of God, the very joy of his heart. And I think, I think here, kind of in just my paraphrase kind of way, you can infer that faith and even the scripture can be something that you've grown up in and you've grown up around. You've inherited it, so to speak. A lot of Americans have that story. Nothing wrong with that story. But has it become the joy of your heart? Has the Word of God taken such a grip in your life that it's become personal and relevant and alive and joyful, not full of duty and obligation, but it's become the joy of your heart? And that's a personal, you know, question and, and reality to wrestle with. It has that for me. It has become, it is the joy of my heart. Yes, I was raised in an incredible home that understood the centrality of the person of Jesus and his grace and the power and the interactive nature of his word. But it has taken root. It's become the joy of my heart. And the irony here is really the scripture becomes the joy of your heart when the joy of life kind of flickers out. 
You notice in this passage, David again is talking about those who are out to get him. He is in hard days, hard times. He's very real and raw about that. He says, I'm exceedingly afflicted. And so there's this juxtaposition in the hardness of his days and his circumstances, and yet the sweetness and the light that the scripture has brought to him. So if you've ever had a hard day, or you have one coming, know that the ease and the tenderness of God through his word will light up that darkness and bring purpose and meaning to it. This scripture is not about obligations and rules and regulations that leave the heart feeling cold and distant. It's a living love letter of instruction, of training, of light to illuminate our path, our identity, our character, to actually inform those things. What a treasure to be prized by us. So take it deeply tonight, ladies. Love it. Fall in love with it. Let, it. let it become the joy of your heart. And I'm excited to hear about what the Holy Spirit speaks to you through these, through these words.